Secret Friends Unite! Welcome to the Secret Friends Unite podcast, episode 376. This is your guide to the geek side, and I am one of your hosts, Todd Oxtra, from beautiful Savage, Minnesota, moving to Savage, Minnesota. It's a short trip. Joined by my co-host, with sometimes the most background, apparently, this episode. Most, you got it! Nailed it! Yes, I Charlie, decided. Charlie is back with us. Charlie Carden. I did. You, my what, friend? Was I gone? Was I gone last week? No, it's been a week, though. I was gone last week on a holocron, which I felt bad about. But it was it was Arizona where I found a bunch of my coworkers got COVID. Uh, and I had the sniffles for the last couple of days. So I was like, oh, no. But two negative COVID tests. So I am good. But no, updated background. Uh, uh, Mr. Vader here. Darth Mater. Uh, my friend Derek hooked me up with that one. Uh, she's or Todd. Could be yours. Could be yours. And the cap shield I had upstairs and then just moved a couple of things around. But I wanted to create a more appealing background instead of just the the games, you know. So there you go. Boom. Well, I'm on the I'm on the uh, transporter. Uh, I'm discovering. Be beamed aboard. Yes. yes. Beam me away. Very exciting. Well, yes. nothing is more exciting than what we have. Uh, you know, we're recording a very special episode here. Uh, 376 which will go down in history because we have this comic from undated, but I'm getting, oh, wait, no, does it say? It says October, October 1982. October, no, where did you get that from? I looked it up on the internet, Charlie. You, the internet, I've heard of that. Uh, regular Superman, the 60 cent cover price would have made me figure it was definitely the early 80s, but he is fighting some guys. Oh, that's Perry White. I'm like, why is a dude wearing a suit and puff? He's puffing like a purple pipe or something. So, yeah, it's Perry White and uh, Superman. So Perry has a uh, surfboard and a sword. So he's kind of like the Black Knight meets Silver Surfer getting shot sword at and by. Shield. Yeah, sword and shield. He can fly. And Superman has, Superman has weird like Wonder Woman bracelets. Well, right, and, and he's punching this dude, but you figure Superman punches a guy who'd knock his head into orbit. So I don't know. I, I'm, I'm a little bit more excited for the daring new adventures of Super. Oh, the, the, Super! What it, it runs off into super the It runs off into the copyright. I can't tell. It's a, oh, it's a special preview. So I, oh, this was a couple years before that movie came out. But in the uh, in the square box in the begin in the bottom, DC where the action is makes it sound like the DC. Prostitute house prostitution. <laughs> ah, Absolutely delightful. Yeah, and, and this was the time right. I think this was the jump right before DC went to seventy five cents, and they were always seventy five cents. Marvel was always sixty at a time. I always remember mm. there was always a fifteen cent difference. I'm like, wow, DC has the quality, and they charge right. for it. Well, if if this issue is the uh, plain example, without a doubt. But speaking of quality, Todd. There's no more quality in the world of entertainment news reporting than dealing with our senior news correspondent, our number one gal pal, down at the corner of Hollywood and find getting the biggest scoop of ice cream. It might have some cat hair in it. That's right. I'm talking about Madam Webb's rumors and news. So without further delay, Madam Webb, take it away. Now it's time for Madam Webb's rumors and news. Take it away, boys. Thank you, Madam Webb. Well... 
All I can say is we've got some exciting and breaking news this week, Madam Web. So thank you for doing your due diligence. Apparently, um, you're all that all that uh, you know infiltration and seduction of Bob Disney is paying off. So thank you for your work and your diligence in the reporting field. I'm sure you'll thank get yourself you. an Emmy this year. For your seduction. So uh, first story up, and this was actually, although not really related, we got uh, this week, this month's issue of Vanity Fair. The cover of it dropped this week. The Star Wars Fantastic Four of television were featured upon it. Ahsoka, Din Djarin, The Mandalorian, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and seeing for the first time Cassian Andor. In a Who wasn't stand- on that, Charlie? Who was not on that? Yaddle. Boba Fett. Uh, oh, 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 oh shit! Well, he is the—he's the Pete Best. <laughs> if they're the Beatles, he's the, the uh, Beetle. Yeah, he's—he's yeah. he's the yeah, he's the Pete Best, the Stu Sutcliffe. He's the Jimmy Nickel, who was a. It was funny. I was talking about that show. Do go on. They—they they did an episode about Jimmy Nickel, who was a Beatle for eleven days because he filled in on a tour when Ringo was sick of Holland, Ooh. and he's made. Tens of dollars. Yeah, apparently he spent he spent all his he spent all his Beatle money in like two years and was broke. <laughs> so whoops, ouch. Uh, but yeah, no John Watts, who has been the helmer of the the uh, our boy Tom Holland Spider Man films, uh, is in talk to uh, direct, direct at least one episode of a new mystery Star Wars series for Disney Plus, um, because again. TV is all Star Wars is God. This is I was having this conversation with somebody when I was in Arizona. There are no Star Wars films. We've talked about it time and again on the horizon. So any news that you hear, oh, it's funny, even reference to Fantastic Four uh, in this, which you know that's kind of what I thought because yeah, Star Wars is in this golden renaissance now. Admittedly. I'm not talking to a lot of people who thought the book of Boba Fett was fantastic. I know a lot of people enjoyed Star Wars Visions. I wasn't one of them, but I don't discount that. But The Mandalorian has been spectacular. People are super fired up about Ahsoka, which is currently in production. And then Cassian Andor is is about ready to pounce as well. So um, it's, you know, Star Wars has Star Wars has jumped to Star Trek as far as embracing the TV stuff. And I think it's really working out for them. In some ways... A little bit after season two finale of Picard, better. <laughs> season two of Picard was like the book of Boba Fett. There you go. There's your analogy. What do you think? Did I nail it? Uh, yeah, in a way. Um, essentially, and though unfortunately Picard, you didn't have like another cool person, better better storyline coming right. in the middle of it. Yeah, you didn't have it. You didn't have, you know, the, the cast of Lower Decks show up and, <laughs> and basically like, no, we really want to see Lower Decks. <laughs> Where was where was Barclay? You know, have him show up. He's the money maker. Yeah, hasn't, hasn't Dwight Schultz gone nuts in real life? Isn't he another Probably. like a, a Randy Quaid? I think he's cracked up. Yeah, sure. Oh, well. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so the the cool part. I mean, yeah. I mean, TV is where it's at. They've been derailed because they try to do the they try to do some experimentation with some of their movies. They continue to decline in box office. So kind of repositioning, and it's funny because. Mm-hmm. Kathleen Kennedy has like a huge interview in this magazine too. She talks about a lot of things like she's saying like, well, trilogies aren't really the future of star star Wars and, and TV is really kind of where we can tell these stories, but she also then bagged on Eldon Einrich who played Han Solo. Yeah. Yeah. Where she kind of bagged on like saying, trying to repeat these iconic characters with new actors, you know, maybe we need to look in the future. And I'm like, Ooh, Ooh, that's sad. That means that that means you're never going to have live action with, 
with Luke, him, Khan, yeah. Leia, any of these right. characters, um, which I think is the wrong approach because well, James I, Bond does it perfectly fine, and James he, Bond is the one of the most iconic characters in the world. I agree, you know, and it's that's particularly biting because she's the one who came in, and you know, it was like the solo a solo Star Wars movie was. Uh, she jumped in that sandbox and just started kicking sand and then fired the directors. Mm-hmm. They had to redo it. And I believe, and again, it's four years gone by since that movie came out. I believe the buzz was, she was kind of in charge of kind of, you know, shaking all that up. So that sucks that she did all that. And then she's trashing on him. I enjoyed his performance and there are parts that, you know, again, being sure. someone who fully loves star Wars, I love something about each, each thing they put out, you know, in book of Boba Fett. I love the part that Boba Fett wasn't in. <laughs> Yeah, as many other people Boba that. Fett. Yes, yeah, exactly. I, I think, and I think that's maybe a precursor about this. Not everything in Star Wars can be successful. It's not going right. to be. Um, well, right, and, exactly. And so ultimately, I don't think you have to push every character on us like they're the next big thing. Right. Pick, pick wisely. Boba Fett was a cameo that right. looked cool. Right, right, There's right. nothing to tell me that he should be a, a like a frontline character. He's a, he could have been a he could have just stayed in addition to the Mandalorian. I think they, it would have gone much better. They couldn't they couldn't even get six episodes out of him. They had to I take know. they didn't take one, two and a quarter of those episodes to make it about a different character. That yeah. sucks. It was pretty much uh, a lackluster effort because they could have like told stories about Boba Fett that you know his background. Like right. what did he do? You know what, how right. did he become the legend that he is known as versus he he really is not very legendary in the way he acts right. now. Yeah, but um, we're getting off track, Charlie. Yes, um, please. Essentially, this John Watts series is 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 um, and you know John Watts said he wanted to stop making superhero films, but now he's making a Star Wars film. So same ballpark, essentially. And they said it's essentially the buzz is that it's going to be a Stranger Things in space with a story that focuses on a younger generation of heroes during the High Republic era, mm-hmm. which could make a lot of sense. Yeah, it could well, make I mean, a lot of sense. Yeah, the High Republic. Yeah, that's that's a novel and a comic series that's ongoing. I when that started, I was fairly certain it was a limited series, but it's a, it's a regular deal now. Um, so I'm really fired up about that. As we as we kind of dovetail into this next story, um, you know, we're talking about three creators here, uh, including Patty Jenkins, the superb Taika Waititi, and then I'm assuming the debtor that they can, even though his picture is down here, you got a picture of Ryan Johnson. Um, uh, you know, being being all people whose names are circulating around doing Star Wars feature films. No, but but it, it feels like there's nothing concrete. Although the Patty Jenkins uh, one is still on the December 2023 schedule, but as it says right here, that's that's going to have to change soon because that's that's only 18 months away. You know what I mean? And for something as big of that, if you know, there's been no casting, there's been no filming. Um, this it, it's this is not this is not like you know shooting a Jennifer Lawrence rom com you know there's a lot in, it's a two year process to crank out one of these Star Wars movies so I'm pretty sure that anything that we would be looking at Star Wars related is going to be at least 2024 or later you know what I mean or, or much later it's you know the Star Wars movies are going to turn into Avatar you know what I mean they're going to be gone for 15 years and then there's going to be 40 of them announced in a row that's the vibe I'm getting. Well, that's what happened with with when Star Wars came back, right? It was like we're right. gonna have eighty five things, and there's going to be a trilogy. Then there's going to be a side story every. They tried that, and obviously right. people got fatigued with Star Wars because it became like Star Wars was a thing that happened. It was an, an event, and you can't right. have an event if it happens every year. And right. that's just the way it plays out. Star Wars. Well, well excuse me, it. yeah, Todd. People have Christmas every year. That's an event. <laughs> 
Yes. Look, yes, but, 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 the savior, movie. but the savior comes once a year, Charlie. Yes, yes. exactly. And, uh, yes, yes. So, uh, but apparently, yeah. apparently in the story, it's saying that um, they are trying to write their ship with Kathleen Kane, Kennedy saying that really we don't have to rely on these trilogies anymore. They can be standalone stories that build upon each other, probably like the Marvel, you know, the right. Marvel concept of, you know, they build upon, they build and, and they have a, a, a connectivity and maybe that's what will happen. But um, apparently Taika Waititi is supposed to be now the, the first movie that will appear followed then by Rogue Squadron. But once again, you said December, 2023. Right. I don't think Taika's filming right now. We I don't think yeah. about a cast. I don't so, think you're going to see anything until Q4 or, or Q3 or Q4 of 2023 at the earliest. I'm going to call it any range between 2024 and 2028 is we're going to see anything on the big screen for Star well, Wars. Well, which is nuts. Jesus, Todd, we'll be, we'll be pushing you know, 60 early. I know. It feels like I know. it. Oh my God. I know. Uh, well, we have Star Wars celebrations coming up, I believe, next yes. weekend. So Correct. I'm expecting they may say, this is the next movie. Here is the cast. I mean, right. they could do that and say, by the right. way, filming will be complete by May, finish right. work, and then it's our, it's our, it's our Christmas film. Right. I think that would be something. That would they need that, some, that would be a yeah. something. Yeah. Cuz they need something to cuz they've got Avatar this this year obviously. And yeah. Disney wants the, the biggest movie in the world every Christmas. So a right. Marvel, a Disney, uh, a, a, a Star Wars, a right. Avatar is probably how they're going to fill it. So right. uh, that makes True. sense and that yeah, they've got enough broad catalog that they can own every summer, every Christmas and every President's Day. It's every corner of the Monopoly board. It's Park Place. It is now, what's that really shitty one that's around the corner from Park Place when you go past uh, it? <laughs> uh, something I, Avenue. <laughs> I, I, already, I already put it away. I, I had a Monopoly game. Right? It, was a, it was a Grogu Monopoly. Uh, but I think it's, uh, isn't it Baltic? Isn't Baltic, Baltic Avenue. Baltic yeah. is the really crappy one. So yeah, it's like yeah, yeah, or the railroads. Own the railroads of the all uh, <laughs> oh, utilities and the utilities. And yeah. Never forget, free parking is not the big pile of money in the middle of the board. Even no. it, you know th- those. That's a, that's a totally ro- that's going totally rogue. Anyway, yes. Uh, and I was going to say, Ryan Johnson's film is is essentially nowhere to be found. Right. Kevin Feige's is when he gets time, he'll make it. And then right. uh, the, that, the, the, the the Game of Thrones guys, that project's dead. So yeah, right. essentially half of their projects are nowhere near anywhere happening. And then, yeah. So we'll you see. Simply, see simply call, I think the franchise should be called Star Rumor Wars because everything exactly. is a damn rumor. Well, coming out uh, from the studio that gave you Star Wars long, long time ago, but being presented on Hulu, is a prequel to Predator. Oh, baby. On Hulu. Todd, this is hot stuff. I didn't know anything about this. I uh, did not know about this either, but I love the director. The director, Charlie, just a little background. He did um, the second um, uh Oh, Clover, yeah, it's like Clover, Clover, 10, 10 Cloverfield Lane, which was uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead and John Goodman, right? Wasn't it the, the one where he's in a bunker? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that, yeah. That was and, he, and he was on the Totally Rad show, which was Alex Albrecht, who was Lou, Louis's roommate in college. So oh, like I, third, I, yeah, yeah. I met the dude. Yeah, he was at Louis's wedding. I met him a long, long time ago. Um, yeah. yeah, I uh, this, this is very exciting. And again, yeah, you're getting the vibe. And this is, you know, like a... 47 second deal but yeah you're getting a you know native american woman uh running you know she's she's running through a field blood running down her head uh she gets snagged by one of her compatriots who gets her to you know hunker down and he pulls back an arrow and then 
He's got that tricolored scope on his head, or that tripoint scope on his head. So this is uh, this is prey is the name of it, and this is yeah, predator in um, in the old west or basically in in pre colonial America times. So uh, pretty awesome. So yeah, it says right here uh, the show is described. Uh, yeah, uh, let's see. Uh, Naru, described as a fierce and highly skilled warrior raised in the shadow of some of the most legendary hunters who roam the Great Plains, becomes prey to the alien colloquially referred to as predators. So this is great. So this is a show. Again, great stuff comes to TV. Hulu, which everybody has anyway. Well, it's, uh, a, it's a movie. It's a, it's a movie, not a series. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Did yeah. it? Yes, prequel movie. Okay, cool. This is yeah, three hundred years in the past. So yeah, we're basically looking at you know seventeen. I'm curious why this did just come to theaters and then Hulu, like six, you know, a a couple months later. Because Charlie, this movie is could have been the biggest movie in August if it dropped. Oh oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. With the analysis of of our our movie challenge, you know, the the grand prize being this lovely gentleman. Um, August is a is a dead zone, though. You did point out that Bullet Train with uh, moved Brad Brad Pitt got yeah pushed in, so it makes it in the only thing. So Uh, that plus Top Gun is likely to screw all of us over, but we will see what happens. But yeah, I'm fired up about this. This looks pretty sweet. Uh, Yeah, and they're uh, and they're using the cast will be all uh, Native Americans. That um, is awesome, which is very cool because it makes sense because you're not going to have white folks at that time. So this is very, very cool. Before right. the American Revolution, very neat. And having, and, and Predator is like one of those characters, Charlie, and I think you remember this Dark Horse, when Tar- Dark Horse was doing all those comics, Predator right. was always like teamed up against somebody. He was just a property right. where they would move him. He'd take Pred- him Batman. Predator and, and Robocop. Robocop. Predator and Superman. Predator and Alien. Blah, 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 blah. This and that. So And um, he's owned by Disney now. So there you go. Oh, God, you're right. So, um, but, so yes, an all-Native American cast. One thing you probably won't get an all-Native American cast for, at least not based by this picture from the movie, which was a terrible movie, uh, would be, look, Todd looks like a uh, reboot from uh, the uh, League of Extraordinary Gentleman, also from 20th Century Studios, which is Disney, and Hulu. So you got the Hulu one-two punch going on here. Todd, talk about this one. Yeah, so League of Extraordinary Gentlemen is a comic book by Alan Moore. Oh, I believe it started on Image. Might have moved to Dark Horse. Really cool. It's kind of almost like your historic, you know, your 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 fictional characters from the late uh 20th century, or no, well, I guess it would have been late 19th century, early 20th century, these literary characters who are brought together as a super team. So think of like the literary Avengers with, uh, uh, we've got Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, Dorian Gray, we've got um, uh, Captain Nemo, we've got then Alan Quartermain, Mina Harker, the, the you know, the bride of, of Dracula, the Invisible Man, and then also I think it's Tom Sawyer, yes. So kind of cool idea, and the comics were fantastic, well written, and and then they made a movie. <laughs> and, and and then they made a movie. Oh, man. Yeah, oh, man. it was that era of like really like comic books would have like maybe a couple good comic book films. Like you'd get like um, X-Men and you'd have a couple others. But then you'd get like the trash comic book movies like uh, what was it The Phantom, The Shadow, all right. those ones that were not very good. And this was of that era. Um, I think Blade did well and they thought well we can do some cool stuff 1999 yeah right around the x-men era time frame yeah. so yeah this it was didn't do i mean it, it was entertaining it was actually at least sean connery's last film and in 2003 and that was it he retired so hopefully this wasn't the reason but maybe it was but 
uh, they are going to try to do this again. They've tried to adapt it several times since then. And apparently this is going to move forward to your point, Charlie, uh, most likely will be on uh, 20th Century Studios, who's doing mm-hmm. the Predator film, uh, is going to come to Hulu. And I don't know if this is going to be a TV series or a movie, but if done well, this could be very entertaining. Anything is possible. Yeah, but you're right. It's got uh, the good news is it doesn't have much in the way of, you know, big shoes to fill because it was. <laughs> yes, exactly. It was it was it was Puttsville. Did yeah, not, when everybody was trying to make those comic book movies because right. some some actually succeeded. And didn't it's well. hot stuff. It's money. Well, uh, something that I'm super excited about. Again, this trailer dropped a couple of hours ago uh, is that we've, uh, you know, we're getting, uh, we're getting the Kamala Khan Ms. Marvel next month in June. Um, So Marvel seems to be sticking to kind of like this bi-monthly schedule. Um, When one show ends, uh, another, you know, another will begin six to eight weeks later. So that means in August, we're getting the She-Hulk attorney at law starring uh, Tatiana Maslany as uh, Jennifer Walters, who is the cousin of Bruce Banner. But this one is being done with with a comic bent that I just think is absolutely fantastic. No, I love this. They're, now, they're, they're covering, you know, the story with Jennifer Walters is that she was an attorney. She's Bruce Banner's cousin. Uh, and she was a character that came around in very late 70s, early 80s. Uh, Bruce, you know, being the Hulk was, you know, roaming the country and he stopped to visit his cousin. And unfortunately she was involved uh, in representing mobsters in a mob trial. So she um, got shot up in a mob drive-by. Bruce had to donate blood to her and that ended up making her a Hulk slightly less powerful, but uh, also in retaining uh, her own uh, personality and control of herself. So um, the trailer for this kind of kind of tags that around. You see a lot of her, but you also see her kind of CGI'd up. She kind of looks like, you know who, who she's making me think she looks like? She looks like, um, uh, Ro- not Rosetta, Cortana in the, ha- the Halo show. Ah, uh, okay. I thought you were going to say she looks like Roseanne. I'm like, uh, Roseanne Barr? No, uh, no, yeah, Ro- no, Roseanne from the Toto song, which would be Roseanne. Oh, uh, Rosanna. Oh, uh, Rosanna. Uh, yeah. Oh, I almost got you singing. Um, but this is great. We're seeing, you know, we do see Mark Ruffalo back as Smart Hulk. And you're seeing Tim Roth uh, as the Abomination. You did end up seeing uh, there was a cameo for the Abomination monster character in Shang-Chi. Um, but this is the first time you're seeing Tim Roth as the untransformed Abomination since uh, 2008. Uh, when he was fighting Ed Norton Hulk, which is you know still canonical within the within the MCU, this looks great. Jamila Jamil is in it, which I, I adore her. Um, but I, I mean, it was funny we were watching it along, and again, it's only like a minute forty five or whatever it is, and it's coming to the title card. Turned to April, I said, "This is where we're gonna. This is where they're gonna slip in uh, that last final joke." And she's on you know Tinder swiping, and she mm-hmm. <laughs> she finds some dude they're talking about food, and he she's like, "Oh, can we get that to go?" And then they're back at her apartment, and she's carrying him like a baby off to the bedroom. <laughs> yep. Oh my God. No, I'm really looking forward to this. I think this is going to be pretty fantastic. Yeah. I mean, uh, she's had, I mean, she's had quite a good uh, comic book run in regards to the John Byrne uh, run, which is, I think is what this is going to be based off where it was basically tongue in cheek, speaking to the camera, ba- breaking, you know, breaking the, the fourth wall, all those things. Uh, humorous. This is probably going to be a, I mean, if it's a comedy, it might be 23 minutes long per episode. Like most comedies are, I don't right. know. Maybe it'll be shorter. I don't think it'll have like huge repercussions, which is perfectly fine. Right, if you yeah, go down exactly. the road of like Moon Knight, that's fine too. Having right. some fun, but she could definitely be in things because that's her right. type of personality. She's not like, I, and 
it's going to be interesting if they actually use the the origin from the comics or do something right. different. Right. But um, yeah, and 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 Mark Ruffalo being back again, it's kind of cool that he gets to have his own kind of. Right. Yeah. You know, he gets. He shows he gets, up. He's good. You know. He's good yeah. to bring on for things. Yeah. He is. You know. And again, he because he's not he's not Cap, Iron Man, or Thor. He's you know one of the ancillary Avengers. Um, but we're getting for all of the characters post Endgame, everybody's getting a something. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, except for Tony Stark because he's dead. Well, and Steve. Well, Steve. Well, Steve kind of, kind of, sort of squeaked back in. What if? But anyway, um, and yeah. let's not let's not talk about the bad half of Peggy. Oh, that was Stone Cold. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. She, she's yes. beside her. She's beside herself, Charlie. Right, directly uh. beside herself. But anyway, yeah, that was uh, for later in the summer. It's funny because it comes out in August, and there's no movies in August. So I would say this is the this is the entertainment excitement of my August. Uh, for sure. So, oh God, I didn't click. I, I didn't click on this link for the last story. Go ahead. That's okay. Um, yeah, we've got one last story. It's kind of sad uh, because uh, basically we're in like upfronts where the the networks like pitch all their stuff, but apparently some networks aren't doing it anymore, which is very interesting. But um, so we, but we've got a lot of shows being canceled, like a lot of shows being canceled, not just on the CW, but everything over the all over the place. Ted Danson's comedy got canceled. A lot of uh, like reality stuff got canceled. But um, the the network that definitely culled the herd was the CW. Not only did they cancel, obviously we talked about uh, Legends, Batwoman already, we talked about that. Um, but then, man, Naomi got canceled our first season. I know why. It wasn't good. Yeah, um, you had said it. You said it was. And I know you were excited about it, too, because you liked the I know. The I like the comics. And, yeah. No, yeah, it was just poorly execute, poorly executed. And it was, you know, uh, and, um, what's her name? Um, blanking on her name. Uh, Ava DuVernay was behind this, too. So I'm like, that woman has not done well with like fantastical properties because she also did, um, uh, Oh, blank. Ava David, a wrinkle it, in time. Yeah. I was going to say it was the, the wheel of Which time. Didn't do well. Yeah. Okay. No, yeah. no wrinkle in time. Didn't do well. It's a great book, but nobody's ever been able to adapt that, that yeah. book into anything, which is a sad, cause I really like that, that series book, but legacies, which is a spinoff of the vampire diaries dead. 4400 was another reboot dead. Um, Roswell, another reboot dead. Ouch. And charmed. In the dark, yeah, ouch. yeah. Charmed, another reboot dead in the, in the dark, uh, canceled, um, charmed. Let's see. Dynasty. Dynasty. That show was so oh my long. God. You know what? I just, you know, you know, I guess they brought back Dallas. They had to bring back dynasty, but that show didn't make it either. So yeah, yeah I, I was going to say ha- half of these are, are reboots. Um, forty four hundred was on. For, oh, it was an unsuccessful reboot, but it reboot, was on. Yeah, uh, 40, yeah, of a show that was on the early aughts. So yeah, so yeah. I mean, I I don't know because again, CW stuff is so off my radar that I we just forget to even watch the Superman and Lois show, even though we want to. It's just. Mm-hmm. You just when something is not on a streaming service that normally it's if it's not one of your four Roku buttons, you, sometimes you really have to work for it. You have to remember that something's on, and, and these that has just not been memorable. Memorable. Well, even if it's on your even if it's on your Roku remote or channel you watch, there is just too much content, so right. things get very cold. Dark. And so, so yeah, I mean, right. you can have Netflix, but like, do, do you watch everything? No, you do watch everything on HBO Max. No, no. you can't. It's not even yeah, possible. So. I mean, you would have to get out old-fashioned pen and paper or have a damn spread. That sounds like something my mom would do. No, there's, have, there's have really good – Charlie, there are fantastic apps, actually, that you can put in the shows you're interested. They'll remind you. It's really cool. Oh. I would definitely recommend it. 
especially when chat shows return, things like that. Really? Also. And oh, so that's like, that's that's a mobile app is what you're talking about. Something yeah. I can have on my phone. Very easy to do. Yeah. And it pops up. You'll get a reminder like the show's coming out and, and it, oh. you make a list of shows you're interested or sh- even shows you've been wanting to watch. Kind of like your, right. your wish list to watch or going back to. So if you're like thinking, I like well, do I watch do I watch this show for the 85th time or do I try something new that I remember look cool? So Well, Todd, I, you know you know that most people will always just watch The Office again. So, but that but that's most people. That's just not you. Yeah. But um along with this, we do know that the CW is doing this mostly because they're up for sale. So right. they wanted to get rid of shows, especially they don't have the Netflix deal any, anymore now going forward where the shows will go to Netflix. So that's money they just don't have. So they have to be smarter about how they spend their money. They are they did um, sign up the um, Winchesters, which is the Supernatural oh, right. prequel, with the parents of Sam and Dean, which is kind of cool because they obviously were hunters before. So right. it's cool to hear their adventures. Um, another one is going to be Gotham Knights, which is that uh, right, young DC right, superheroes, right, right. which and then um, we also have the prequel to Walker, which is essentially uh, like uh, Yellowstone. So there we go. Oh, you know, wow, they're going to get Kevin Kastner in there, too. I'm in. Sign me up. Yeah. Yeah, so I we'll love the, it. So the CW will have the CC shows will have the Flash, Lois and Superman, uh, Star Girl, and now Gotham Knights. And you know, once Flash goes, right. maybe that's the right number of shows to have, and right. you can rebuild and do something different, and not just repeat the formula. That can rebuild, kind of rebuild. Stale. Yeah. yeah. Now, this last little bit, and obviously this was breaking news, is that uh, over on Hulu, uh, Modoc starring uh, my. Hero, seeing him here in concert Grand Rampants this Saturday uh, for the second time at the same venue. Uh, Patton Oswalt's fun little series. It was funny. I listened to a podcast he does with his lovely wife, Meredith Salinger, that comes out every Tuesday. And they have guests on it. Their guest this week was uh, Seth Green and his wife, Mm. uh, who Seth Green owns a production company. He made his robot chicken and all that different stuff. He did a lot of the set pieces for MODOK. And they were talking about that show, but their show lags by about two or three weeks from recording. So it was sad to hear about it when we got the news three or four days ago that this got whacked so do we really know why was it i never really know with these streaming shows how it's determined you know what's a metric for keeping i guess, I I guess can, it's the number of plays or something well i i also think it's the fact that it's a marvel show on hulu there are oh, very right. few i think right. that's because but kevin feige didn't green light this show this would have been oh. jeff Lavin so this was last non-like Kevin Feige approved TV show. So uh, he didn't approve this one. So this was the last one to go. So I assume it was just getting it where it is. It will stay on Hulu. Obviously you can keep watching it like the, the the Netflix shows that are on Disney plus now. They they were. Yeah. So maybe this could be something that ends up on Disney. It might get pulled over. Yeah. I mean, Obviously, it's age gated now, right? Well, so, right, yeah, it's, it's, and it's it's and it's age gated because of those Netflix programs. That yeah. was the whole thing. You had to re-log in, and you had to certify that people you know were clicking were age appropriate for blah blah blah. And so, yeah, exactly. So that that would be fine. I mean, you know, in Disney, you can understand why the mouse would want to want to have it all under their house roof. That mm-hmm. makes sense having a dink around, but yeah, it's kind of a bummer. So, oh well. Anyway, that is the news. Uh, So without further ado, it is time to uh, pull up your uh, telephone to dial up a, you know, the gypsy cab to get us down to Skugtown, Nastyville. That's where we find the Geek Easy, where we're talking about what we're digging this week. So let's do it. Talk nerdy to me. Talk nerdy to me. 
We're sitting in the Geek Easy, drinks are poured, cover band's playing, and we are ready to get our nerd on. So this week, uh, we are catching up a little bit and watching some shows. So, and Charlie saw a movie, very cool. Uh, but let's start off with something we didn't really get to talk about last week, it, which is Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Star um, Trek! Yeah, this is this is um, Star Trek's fourth show i believe now from the um, from the from the post relaunch but yes, that yes. would that would potentially god i have to do the math make this the 10th or 11th show overall i'd have to do yeah. the math on that but yeah it's yeah. a star trek is into they have as many tv series now as they had movies if you add them yeah. all together pretty much very cool very cool yeah so this is the spin-off of discovery taking place in the old times yes. of pre-Kirk, I guess we would call it, just a couple uh, of years before. Yeah, about five or six, probably in the, you know, uh, just to give you a little little Trek knowledge, uh, 2266 was the first season uh, year-wise of TOS. This takes place in about 2259, so we got about six or seven years worth of time for them to have the show. So, um, But yeah, it's... It, it's it, I mean, Katie and I just gush about it you know if you listen to our show this week which uh you're listening to this show potentially on friday uh code 47 came out on monday so please if you're not subscribed to the network feed please definitely do that but if not give us a listen uh even on our solo feed but we were just we were gushing about the show absolutely but todd as someone who loves star trek but is not you know a, a hyper nerd about it like me what 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 give me your give me your kind of top three thoughts about the show oh um it's doing what I've wanted Star Trek to do after, I mean, it's, it's a going back to the old model, but with a fresh coat of paint and better writing, um, which I, I appreciate wholly. Um, mm-hmm. The one story arc per season, unfortunately, has sacrificed a lot of elements I think that Discovery needs to start doing, or right. it, it, it's on rocky ground for me, because I can't take it to be one focused on one focus character. I, right. I get tired of that. You need the other characters to build the uh, the audience. You just can't have them have little cameos and, oh yeah, right. I remember they're on the show. This one does a good job in the first two episodes highlighting different cast members right. and letting right. them take the focus and not just letting it be on one character because Star Trek's never just been about one character. Right. You know, and the thing in Discovery, and again, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a good thing Katie's not here because she'd lampoon me. She, I think Discovery is her favorite Star Trek. And it's, I'm not going to say it's my least favorite, but the thing that I particularly have not been crazy about in this past season is how they're trying to shoehorn in the bridge crew. It, it it has a very Justice League vibe to it where they'd be like, now we have this co- comprehensive crew and they're blah, 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 blah. And then they have this great big backstory where, you know, they, they do that to satiate the fact that and then it goes right back to being about Burnham where this is um, this is great. We get, uh, you know, kind of the uh, pre-Kirk triumvirate, the, the Mighty Three, which is number one, plus a younger Spock and then Captain Pike yours truly working on that hair because his hair is his hair has got a lift to it that I don't quite have the volume yet. So though I do have the uniform on order and the boots, as you know, uh, they haven't released the pants yet, but that will, that that's what kind of my number one cosplay for both, you know, working in the grand Petoskey art club and everything. Um, but yeah, it's great to see, you know, I was talking with Katie, we were talking about fanfic and I love the, the fanfic of the, the, the burnt out Starfleet officer who's on leave and he's got a scraggly face and he's, you know, he's climbing a mountain, which was some fanfic I wrote once upon a time, or in this, he's riding a horse in Montana and then he's called back to duty because of X. So that, that was kind of tropish for me, but only in my sure. fan, fan fiction kind of way. 
Um, but they still made an amazing story out of it. They t- and they tied it back to um, Discovery's uh, season finale uh, of season two. Uh, without, and then they had the, he uh, Pike had this great oratory at the end of that first episode um, that recounted basically from where we are, where in the Star Trek universe within the next 30 years goes from civil war to a full blown nuclear world war three, where we lose 30% of the population of this planet and 600 million people die. I mean, it's, it's just, it was awesome. It was, it was, you know, it does what Star Trek does, but it really hits you on the nose with the social issues, particularly with things going on in this country. Um, So I just, this is, this is fast tracking its way to being, my favorite of the the new trek as the detractors call it. I just I just adore this show. Yeah, I mean it's new. I mean it's it's only two episodes in, so it's not it's, right. two episodes do not make a long time uh, right. a, a memory of a show. Uh, right. But it's off to a very good start and a very strong very, start, very uh, doing so. a good job of, of embracing the ensemble versus having a uh, main character and the rest, uh, like Gilligan's Island, um, which <laughs> I appreciate that. And I hope the other shows, like Picard, was that's all it was. It was one storyline that right. had really bad side quests. Uh, Discovery feels very similar. None, none of the episodes, really individual episodes, stand out, which I find right. to be... That's not that doesn't make a good show. If it's a TV right. show, you should have standalone episodes. You always say that was the excellent episode, or this did this this episode was fantastic because of X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. Um, largely, I get it, um, but this show so far has had really two really fun standalone episodes that didn't have to be relying on something else to lead it forward. It's just, I'm ex- I'm excited for the next episode because I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know who they're going to find. I don't right. know who's going to show up, and I don't know what problem they will have to solve. And there's nothing wrong with having episodic television where you have unique things, bring in a new writer that tells like a unique story that doesn't have to fit with the broader story. That's what, and and it's interesting because, you know, Katie mentioned as well in going through in our most recent episode, we're going through um, the the back end of uh, season two of DS nine. And the, the sources that I always get have a little recap and then shows the director and the writer. And it's interesting how, Certainly in those early days, you didn't have the. This was a writing staff of three people, and they always they brought in Star Trek had this thing in particular in the nineties mm-hmm. of buying up slush spec scripts. Like here's a pile of scripts, and they'll pull one out. And one of the very finest episodes of TNG, which was called Yesterday's Enterprise, which brought back Tashiar, was from a guy named Eric Stilwell, who I'm friends with on Facebook, who is just a guy who wrote a script and sent it in and they bought it and produced it. And he didn't go on to do any more Star Trek, but his contribution is lasting. You know what I mean? So I, you're right. New new writers, new ideas, keeping it episodic. It's it, it has a corner of my heart, so it's funny. I was, was really down on Lower Decks because of the opinions of other people. Katie kind of opened my eyes to it and I enjoy it again. This has become... Including the ass play? Inclu- including the ass, including the goatsy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you don't need to know. Uh, but uh, yeah, this is this is my new favorite Star Trek show. I love it, and not just because Captain Pike, the hair, me. Yeah, I go. mean, and I I really like Discovery. I just think it needs to be tweaked. Um, yes, I agree. I agree. And you know, with another season coming up, it could end up being something totally different. But yeah, I kind of limp my way through Discovery, but I'm fired up about this. So this is totally awesome. So what else you got? So the other thing I watched, I just finished it because I remembered it was on and I only had a few minutes anyway. So I watched The Pentaveret, episode one. I believe it's a six-episode series. It's about 23 minutes long every episode. And this is Mike Myers being his best Mike Myers. He plays like 85 roles. 
Um, and I don't think that was necessary, but this is full on R rated Mike Myers, which I don't think we've ever gotten before. So you've got F bombs, you've got, <laughs> okay. Considering Mike Myers, you know, has a certain style of humor. It's still funny and you will laugh. Sure. I think you'll enjoy it. Cause it's just dumb humor, you know, a lot of fart jokes, a lot of like low commonometer, but with some, some cleverness tied to it. A lot of Canadianness in this show. Essentially it's, a, it's, and I'll give you the, the, the pitch for it. There's this secret group called the Pentaverd of five people from the 1300s who knew the plague was actually caused by rats. Um, and they, were essentially ostracized because the church didn't want people to believe that. So they decided to become a secret cabal for good to essentially try to bring um, uh, intelligence forward. And that's kind of where they lie. Well, the whole thing is they need to bring on a new member because one of the Pentavert was killed. So uh, they bring on uh, Keegan-Michael Key, I believe, uh, right? Not yes. Peel. Yeah, yeah. 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 Not Peel. Peel is, is he's the super is director. the director now. Yeah. He's yeah. So he's in it and he becomes the new member. So you'll watch it. It's pretty funny, but um, they even make a key and peel joke, which is like, and he even looks at the camera. What do they do? It's, it's like, oh, everybody's in on the fact that this is the way yeah, it is. Right. Um, but it's the premises, this reporter, he's an aging, like CBC reporter who is on his last legs. He does like uh, man on the street pieces. And it's, he's got one last, one last chance to keep his career. And so he goes to uh, conspiracy con, which is Canada, which is con can con or something like that. And he goes there and he gets brought into the fact that there's this thing called the Pentarit. So that's where it goes. That's how the series is kind of, we're going to expose the, expose the Pentarit. Very funny, very goofy, but his sense of humor is either it's it's aged okay but it's either gonna be you're gonna hate it or you're gonna you're gonna enjoy it so give it a try it's it's 23 minutes long and it's six episodes so give it a shot give it a shot it might not be shitty and where is it on again it's on netflix okay oh yes oh that oh that old chestnut um well cool yeah keep you know like i said keep reminding me um I, i would definitely love to have a peek okay so now it's my turn uh we did go to the cinema uh, Todd told me that I would see Anya Taylor-Joy's butt if I went to go see this movie, so I was invested. No, I'm just kidding. Or am I? I think no. John said that. I, I didn't remember that she was even in it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, she's in it. Oh, my gosh. So this is a movie, and again, I'm not like Todd. I didn't do my homework. This was a very – Todd, this is so you because, again, you're a uh, Axtra being your family name, Oscar, the mm-hmm. fjord in, in, in Norway, Iceland. Is it where, where do they, where'd your people come from? Norway, Oakstra okay. Fjord is Oxtra, the fjord, fjord in Norway. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, and, and perhaps one day you'll visit and take a picture of you next to the fjord. I think it'd be great. But this, yeah, this was obviously a very foreign film called The Northman, and it starred one of the Skarsgårds. I think it's Alexander who uh, played it. He played uh, the villain. He played uh, the, the, you know, Captain Trips in the new version of The Stand. Uh, and of course, the Scars Guard—they're they're a dynasty. They're true blood, la- uh, they're, va- sexy yeah. vampire. Yes, yeah. they're latter day, much more handsome Baldwin family. Um, but it had uh, the apple of Todd and mine's eye, Anya Taylor Joyce, a female lead. But had to do with um, with a you know a young prince. Uh, who uh, his father, played by uh, Ethan Hawke, and boy, there's just a lot of weird shit going on in this movie. I had Todd and to spoil it for you. It's by is, the guy who directed The Witch, Charlie. Remember that movie? Oh, my movie? God. I never yeah. saw it, but I heard, it looks so gr- creepy. So anyway, this this young prince is a child. His father is murdered by his uncle. Sorry, spoiler alert, but you kind of get the vibe. And the kid flees, and then as an adult, he's become this 
ferocious, destructive wolf warrior guy who uh, fakes his way onto a slave farm plantation uh, in order to um, get his revenge as an adult. And this movie is weird as shit. I will just leave you with this. Uh, Bjork has a role as a witch. Uh, it's a can't. I mean, really? Bjork, yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, really. She's, she's playing a witch. I mean, if she was playing like a fairy princess, that might that oh, be a long stretch. No, you're, you're th- yeah, you're thinking of her career from you know 25 years ago. But no, she's absolutely playing a witch, uh, a blinded witch, uh, dappled in black. Um, and somehow Anya Taylor Joy still manages to look amazing, in, uh, in spite of the fact that all the slaves are covered in shit and probably smell like that. But it, it's a it's a spectacular film. I mean, you know, you know, ending out with a duel on top of a on top of an exploding volcano. Todd, I can't tell you anymore. Go see this like this weekend. I'm serious. It's, it's I will. I, my plan is to go back to Tuesday five dollar movies if I oh, can. Okay. Okay. Because now that I'm not doing so much manual labor and breaking my back doing uh, yeah. selling house simulator. Right. So well, it's, it's on my list. The, the that Sims. And everything, everywhere, and that movie. I want to see that too. Uh, yeah, I would. I would. I for sure enjoyed this more than, than oh, really? that one. Not to say mm-hmm. that you know it had anything to do with Annie Taylor Joy, but regardless, uh, that was the big thing I saw. Real quickly, we watched mm-hmm. just before we jumped on here, and this is this is the peril of these of having too much content and stuff that comes on every like eighteen months. The show Hacks, which show, uh, stars. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gene Smart as a washed up comedian who hires a placement a, goal, uh, yeah. or was it designing woman? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who hire, she hires a a you know young millennial uh, wants to be up and coming super failure of a comedian to be her assistant. The second season of that comes back on. It stars uh, uh, D D from It's Always Sunny is plays uh, Gene Smart's daughter. So there's, you know, oh, okay. so it's just it's a wacky. It's a wacky yeah. comedy where everybody is awful. And so we watched the first episode. It's one of these 22-minute deals. And again, it's over on HBO Max. So I, I think, well, in, in the middle of, you know, playing Lego Star Wars together, which we absolutely love, we'll, we'll squeeze this show in as well. Yeah, I, I watched the, the, the beginning of it. And for some reason, I got pulled away from it. But yeah, it's, yeah. it's it definitely a, a season two just came out, too. So yeah, no, yeah, no, uh, no, that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, that's what I'm talking about. We watched. We, we oh, did. I oh, I thought yeah. you watched season one. No, no, one. Okay, we, we watched we, season, season we, two. That's the thing. We, you know, season one came out what two years ago. So mm-hmm. you know, and unfortunately, there was with the benefit of no recap. We were like, oh yeah, you had to remember yeah. who absolutely anything that was going on. So got it. Okay, yeah, that was that was that was the size of that. So yeah, so that's it for me. Um, with you know a week of drinking and eating, you know eating terribly in Arizona for work. Now I'm back to, you know, drinking protein shakes and being good and exercising and trying to, trying to cleanse from that behavior. Uh, anyway, that's very it. Good, that's very that's it for me. Very, very good. Well, that is it for the geek easy by all the means. Tell us what you're geeking out about in the world of nerd. And we want to hear about it. A uh, review, a comment, a hot take, but you know, what we're going to go next, Charlie, where mm. there's lots of hot takes. From our adoring <laughs> audience of the mutants, and that's the Thunderdome. Welcome to another edition of Thunderdome! Thank you, Tina! The mutants have been gathered for a topic or a game to be entertained. And this week, our game will be Tata Show. If you're unfamiliar with Tata Show, it is a uh, game where we find the name of a TV or movie. And with that's all we know, and we actually have to come up with the premise. Uh, you can add in actors, directors, genre, whatever you want, and you have to make it up. Uh, and knowing nothing about the movie, 
um, you have to riff. So, Charlie, I am doing a Chinese ghost story, and you are doing Marrowbone. All right. I, I will receive. So you tell me all about what you would consider a Chinese ghost story to be. I'm all ears. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. So a Chinese ghost story is not what you would have expected. It is a flim-flam because you start the movie and it is actually people watching a Chinese ghost story and then it pivots, Charlie. <laughs> it's just the beginning of the movie. Kind of like when you get a slasher film and you have the int- you know, the beginning of the movie and then that's like the first kill, but it's not mm-hmm. really the, what the movie is based on. So this is what it is, a Chinese ghost story. This couple is watching this movie in the theater. They're not having it. They're like, oh, this movie's horrible. They mock the movie. Um, they end up offending the movie owner who happens to be a gypsy priestess who casts a spell so on them like, for ruining like the movie. Thinner. Yes. Absolutely. The gypsy curse that happens to own the movie theater. <laughs> For being a bad patron, for right. being a bad patron. Anybody who's a bad, bad patron, you know what we're talking about. Where you lock want that person up, lock them up. So the gypsy curse is cast upon this couple as they return home. And as they go home, they decide to go get takeout. What type of takeout, Charlie? Chinese food takeout. And, and as they go and go to bed at night after the Chinese takeout, they are woken. Awoken by the ghost who made that Chinese food. General I, Sao, his chicken, it haunts these people. General they Sao is one, of, that is one of my favorites. I know. And what, wouldn't you hate to be like, um, like, like, wouldn't you hate to be like haunted by him at night but after just, you ate you, it? You pop off that lid and it's like, woo! Oh, my God. Absolutely. Then you get poultry geists running by them. They don't know what to do. So then they they, they keep they, – they wake up in the middle of the night. They have little green apple splatters. It's, it's, it's horrible. Ghosts and diarrhea. This is not going well for the couple. So then they have to go and they have to find a ghost assist um, to – to, to get rid of the gypsy curse and, and get the ghost out of their house. So they go and they run into Marlon Wayans, who happens to be the ghost. Oh, thank goodness Marlon Wayans came along. What else? Yes. What else yes. Did we so, do? so Marlon Wayans comes in. He first, he's a shyster thinking he's just going to make money off these people, but he eventually finds his way, finds his heart and finds a, book of real uh, ghostricism and saves the couple. Oh my. But just when you think it's over, Charlie, as Marlon Wayans is leaving, he finds his way over to Chinese takeout and you see a ghostly spirit over the restaurant. Oh my God. Stay tuned for part two. Oh my God. There's going to be a sequel. Is Is this a rebooted television show of the 1988 classic? Is that what you're telling me? I think so. Okay. So how did I do Charlie? Well, you know, I, I I love General So. The more you talk about it, I wish there was some right here in front of me, haunted or not, just because, you know, after the last four days on this, you know, cleanse of just eating vegetables and drinking protein shakes, I, I want I, – I lied. I cheated. We went out last night, and it was a it was a charity night for our, uh, 
for our fan club that we got donations from a restaurant of the proceeds. So I ordered I ordered some chicken parmesan. Couldn't help it. But anyway, uh, what really happened? I like your story. I'm I'm a little bit more engaged with this than what I'm reading here. Uh, after a string of bad luck, a debt collector has no other choice but to spend the night in a haunted temple. Wouldn't he be a debtor and not a debt collector if he had to spend the night in a haunted temple? I think he that's probably part of the agreement to get the to get the mortgage. Oh, gotcha. Okay, there you go. He has to gotcha. he has to wait overnight. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Well, anyway, there he encounters a ravishing female ghost. I'm in. I'm. I'm. I'm in. I'm, in, I'm interested. And later battles to save her soul from the control of a wicked tree demon. There's a tree in. Oh, okay. I was just thinking. There's a tree in the temple. Well, a temple, I guess. You know, a big tree in the middle. Okay, I get it. Anyway, directed by uh, Sutung Ching, starring Leslie Shung, Joey Wong, and Wu Ma. Again, from 1988, uh, English subtitles. Yeah, very good. So, uh, Todd, again, I like it, uh, but the, the 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 tang of that General So's chicken is is what's driving the bus for me. So, not the Marlon Wayans. No, I mean, let's face it; he was all it was, he was dead to me after GI Joe. <laughs> yeah, he's been dead longer after he did that horrible, horrible Dungeons and Dragons film. Oh well. <laughs> Moving oh on, Charlie. Moving on. Uh, my choice this week was Marrowbone. So tell oh. me. What marrowbone is? My goodness. Well, I, I think without a doubt, this is a this is a reboot, reimagining, or potentially a spiritual cousin or third or fourth cousin, cousin you married. I don't know whatever it is uh, to the early two thousands or maybe it was late nineties classic Monkey Bone, which we were talking about, uh, starring Brendan Fraser. Um, I, you know, I'm a little sketchy on the details of what happened in that movie. Um, but essentially what happened is, is that this is, this is, uh, about modern day Brendan Fraser. You know, he's had, he, he had a, a string of success in the, in the nineties and see no man. And then he was in, you know, bejeweled or bedazzled or whatever the hell it was, had a lot of great flicks, had the mummy movies and then Plopsville. Then, you know, he, you know, ended up in doom patrol, whatever it is, but he just, he's sitting, he's sitting around in his, you know, lonely Wayne, manor-esque mansion uh and he's gained a lot of weight he's feeling bad about himself and so he's willing to make a deal with a vhs copy of monkey bone uh in a ceremony with chicken bones and blood and the bucket of kfc and maybe a cherry pie and you know a, a can of malt liquor and he's 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 invoking the spirits of the entertainment industry save my career monkey bone what happens is the monkey bone whatever the MacGuffin is showed up but it's a inverted bone covered demon marrow bone that says no you gave me your soul and now you're going to be subject you're going to get what you want but it's going to be in the most horrible way ever for every person that you kill you will get a new role a role in or you'll you'll lose five pounds or you'll you'll get a new role in a TV show you'll be in, have your own Netflix series um, but you do you have to go out and murder people and and you have to gnaw on the marrow of their bones it's just it's horrible it's a grisly horrible film and you know with no choice at all uh, Brendan Fraser goes for it because he just doesn't know what to do and plus he's got this crazy demon animated monkey staring his throat down at him um so he's trapped into this and, and he does it and he feels horrible and he tries to break out of it so he enlists the help of his former co-star rachel wise and the that other guy that played a brother in the movie whose name i can't remember to help him summon marrow bone 
uh, to trap him. You know, they end up calling in the Ghostbusters, but they have to get the girls from the 2016 movie because uh, the other ones he can't afford. And they have to take Marabone down and imprison him in the firehouse in the 2016 movie. So, yes, Melissa McCarthy, Kristen Wiig, uh, Kate McKinnon, and the outside, Leslie Jones, Leslie Jones uh, do come in at the end of it to save the day. Wow, that was that was more than I expected out of that. So how Holy did I do? Cow. It's like the, the 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 monkey bones paw curse. It was it, like I said, and like I said, I it all spun off of my my affection for the the Australian podcast. Do go on. Uh, one of their Patreon segments was phrasing the bar, the films of Brendan Fraser, which I was telling you about mm. the free roll, and. They did one on this, but again, sometimes when I'm driving, I wouldn't say it was. You didn't super, listen to the, the I wasn't, you didn't take notes? I wasn't super strictly paying attention, but I just, I'm aware of the title of it. And it, it, I, I don't know that I've ever seen the movie, but it's got that one movie I did see that it reminds me of is that Brad Pitt movie from the early 90s. Cool, cool World. Cool, cool World. Oh, God. That I, had was, for, I had a book jacket of Cool World from the library in oh my, my school. God. What'd you steal it? <laughs> no, they gave him away. <laughs> Come see, you know, all those cool kids hanging out at the, li- the school library. Oh, know? absolutely. Oh, my God. So how did I do? What, what's going on with Marrowbone? Well, you know, not actually a sequel, Charlie. Sorry. Um, just let you know, though. This is from 2018, Marrowbone. Four stars on Amazon. Really? There you go. Uh, yeah, four siblings, with, four siblings with their mother moved to a troubled – Move to a, a oh, sorry. Where are they? Four siblings with their mother move to escape a troubled past. When she mm. dies, they vow to stay together. But when a ghostly present torments them and a lawyer threatens their pact, the four must stand together or torn apart forever. A, a ghostly lawyer, gentleman ghost. Yes. Oh, 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 Charlie! This is a bonus. I didn't even look who was in this movie. Who is it? You'll, you'll love this. So, directed by Sergio G. G. Sanchez, okay. starring George McKay. Anya Taylor Joy and Charlie. No! Oh, yes! oh, we're watching it. We're watching it. We're I will watching send you it. the link on Amazon Prime. I will send you oh, the link. Oh my god! Yes, yes. So this is going to be fantastic. It's like, like a it. double barrel of the Anya. So there boom, you go, boom. marrow bone. So I oops. will. I, I will take upwards of, of five barrels of Anya. <laughs> oh my goodness! I think. I think the next time we do this, Charlie, it's going to be a Twitter post, and we will let the people give yes. us suggestions, and we will just go from there. And I think it'll be a good time. I'm yes, into yes. It. Let's make so, it happen. So, so yes. Yeah, so if you want to. Take our deals, our, our ideas, and our pitches, and turn them into movies. By the way, trademarked. Um, call us Secret up. Secret Tweet watch at us. Your, watch, find watch us on my, the socials. Watch my fingers. You got it. Oh, very good. And with that, it's the end of the program, friends. Thank you, as always, for joining us. I have been Charlie Carden. Find me over on Twitter at the C3. Spell it out. My lovely wife, April, and I do run one of the largest chapters of the Star Trek International Fan Club here in the state of Michigan, the USS Grand Petoskey. Find us on all socials about that. Talk to us about some Star Trek. We love it. Todd, what about you? Oh, my goodness. You can follow me at Teoxtra, um, where I will tweet about stupid and silly things and try to make the world a better place. Heal the world, make it a better place. Oh, don't do that. Okay, one more time. Friends, thank you for joining us. I'm going to tell you, as always, that sharing is caring, and to keep on trucking. Be the hero, not the villain. In a truck! General Sal vows revenge! This podcast is part of the Secret Friends Unite podcasting network. Visit secretfriendsunite.com for more great shows, articles, news, reviews, and more. 
Secret Friends Unite podcasts are available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and other podcast services around the world. If you'd like to be part of the conversation, you can join us on Facebook or our new Discord server, or follow at Secret Friends U on Twitter. Please subscribe to Secret Friends Unite on YouTube and visit our merch store at tpublic.com. Just search Secret Friends Unite. Thanks for listening.